on, everybody? Welcome back to All About the Star, Episode 2. I am your host, Dave Sturchio, right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Thank you, first of all, so much for the very, very warm response to Episode 1. I had a great time with Jay Tuck. We talked all things 2021 Dallas Cowboys football, and that is what it's all about. I don't want to sit here and ramble on and on and on by myself because I'm sitting here in my studio by myself, and it is lonely as shit. I am not a fan of that, so that's that's exactly why I decided to not only bring on a guest every week, but basically handpick who I think will bring to you a good, knowledgeable Cowboys podcast. I don't want to sit there and get super fan number three on where he's going to say, like, we're the best. There's nothing wrong with this team. Uh, you know, we're going to win the Super Bowl and probably go 17-0, the first team to ever do it. No, that's not going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, would I like for that to be the Dallas Cowboys? Sure, that would be fun. But I don't think that's the case. I always give it to you straight right here on All About the Star. Today, last week, like I said, had a great time with Jay Tuck. Very knowledgeable dude. Very fun guy to talk to. I've been talking to him since the, you know, right before the pandemic hit. Um, And another guy that I met through all of this, when Jersey Boys, my other Cowboys podcast, was picked up by SB Nation, uh, SB Nation's blogging the boys, uh, I got to join Blogging the Boys, and, and that's a phenomenal, phenomenal media outlet, probably one of the more popular ones as far as followers and content and just really good people across that network. And from time to time, you're going to hear a lot from a lot of the members of, whether they be writers, podcasters, anything to that stretch. All these people are awesome. So, I mean, they have an entire network, which I am on with Brett and Keith, uh, Keith Ernst, and uh, we have a great time every week. One guy I got to know a little bit, just based off his writing and based off his time with uh, R.J. Ochoa, the producer of that, the editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, is Tony Catalina. Uh, I like this guy. I think, I, I'm think i pretty sure he's a Jersey dude. We're about to find out because Tony is going to bring the noise here today as we talk about all things Hall of Fame game. We're going to get into the Rams practice that just passed. We're also going to get into the preview, if you're listening to this, when it drops tonight, as you're listening to this, uh, Hard Knocks had already passed, so we're kind of we're gonna brush over that a little bit because we drop on Wednesdays. So Hard Knocks episode one will have dropped already on HBO and HBO Max. But we're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about also the Arizona Cardinals game coming up and what we're about to see in that. So let me take a little bit of a break, which again not there very long. Hey, listen, last week was my life story. So if you want to listen to that, go back to episode one. Give this podcast a like and a follow and all that good stuff. Leave a comment. Leave a review. I would really appreciate it. It would help you know, grow this podcast to what I really think it could be uh, become. And that's basically because of all of you, the Cowboys nation that I have indulged myself in Twitter. Uh, everything I talk about Cowboys now is getting a phenomenal response. This is what Twitter and social media is supposed to be about, interacting with other uh, fans of your teams. You know, there's too much negativity in the world today. So what better way to escape all that, talk a little sports, chop it up have you and uh so let's take a little bit of a break when we come back we got tony catalina of blogging the boys service team of professionals aka stop restoration of edison is a locally owned and operated business that provides professional disaster cleaning and restoration services including a 24-hour emergency service to homeowners property managers, real estate investors, and insurance companies alike. Stop Restoration helps people overcome the stress and anxiety of unforeseen circumstances caused by fire, smoke, 
water, mold, and other unexpected damages. As part of a nationally recognized restoration franchise, Stop Restoration of Edison is backed by the best technical advisors and business consultants in the country. Visit them right now online at www.stop-edison.com. All right, welcome back to All About the Star, Episode 2, and we are here with my guest today from Blogging the Boys, Tony Catalina. Tony, what up, bro? How you doing, Dave, man? How's What's going on? Oh, you know, just living the dream one day at a time, uh, just struggling to be, you know, optimistic about the Dallas Cowboys in 2021. I, I, I'm on that train. Some people say I'm too optimistic, and, uh, you know, I don't really care what they say. So, first and foremost, are you a Jersey guy? I'm um, actually Massachusetts. I'm Massachusetts. a Massachusetts Italian. <laughs> oh, okay. Massachusetts. So, all right. That, that's fine. I'm not going to hold it against you. I, I could have sworn you were a Jersey guy. I, I did. I wanted to confirm that. Um, I'm not sure about the age range, though. I'm 35 years old. How long have you been a Dallas Cowboy fan? Man, so I just turned 30 a week and a half ago. All right, so, so you're five behind uh, me. All right, happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You know, I kind of got into it in, the, um, you know, the Quincy Carter, oh, the Chad Hutchinson fake. days. So I, yeah, <laughs> I've earned my stripes, I can tell you that. Yeah, oh, my God. So you obviously, all right, so five years removed from me, so you really didn't even get a chance to enjoy any of the Super Bowl stuff. I think uh, I was born in 91, so like 96, you know, when they beat the Steelers ah, or whatever the case five. may be. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> so how did, how did this all come about as far as you locking on with the Cowboys being from Massachusetts? Man, I tell you what, I got to give all the props to my aunt. You know, uh, she used to buy me jerseys for Christmas, and the first jersey she got me was uh, a Troy Aikman jersey that was way too big. It didn't fit me until I hit my teens. And um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But at that time, there's a team up here called the Worcester Cowboys, where I'm from, and it was the first football team I ever played for. And once I saw that star on the helmet, I was hooked. Oh, all right. So it's all about, uh, you know, the, the team you're playing for. I like that. I like that a lot. So, sure. all right, so your earliest memories are the Quincy Carter days. That's that's disturbing. Do you have a, a favorite cowboy <laughs> overall that, I mean, you got an Aikman jersey, but you really didn't get much to embrace in Troy Aikman. It's funny because th- those are the, my idol. You know, Troy Aikman's my idol, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, you know, I was young. I grew up, but, like, man, I wanted to be, like, prime. I wanted to be, like, Aikman. I was wearing bandanas under my helmet when I was playing back <laughs> in the day. Just so. like me, bro, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was number eight, you know, every sport I ever played. I was just consumed by the star, to be honest with you. All right. All right. Now, now um, you, you're a writer for Blogging the Boys. Yes, sir. All right. So well, when did you start with that? I've actually, um, you know, I've only been doing it for five months. Oh, okay. Um, for me, yeah, the writing is fairly new to me, but, like, I've just been so – um, you know how it is, and it's kind of like how you got into this here. You just want to talk to educated fans. You want to kind of give your perspective on the team. Um, being in Massachusetts, I got a lot of Patriots fans that don't really know too much, you know, and they, they really don't want to hear much about the Cowboys. So I wanted to get within the community people that were just like me and people that cared, people that were live and die by this. And so for me, it was just like, you know, let me give it a shot. Let me give this writing a thing. It's always what I wanted to do in today's day and age. There's always a way to uh, kind of just get into that avenue. And, I, you know, I reached out to blog on the boys and here we are. All right. So do you have a writing background like in school or just, you know what, you just knew you had the creative juices. Let's put it to pen to paper. <laughs> You know what? So for me, my whole plan was to get into journalism. You know, my whole big picture, I was going to go to Syracuse. I was going to study sports journalism. And, you know, life takes you a different way, different plan. But um, I always find my way. I always take the scenic route somewhere. So here <laughs> I am trying to get trying to get it the hard way. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool, man. All right, cool. So you obviously you're for, uh, familiar with RJ and everybody that, that over at Blogging the Boys. That's awesome. Um, all right. So look, 
We're going to dive right into it uh, because that's what we do here. And, and we want to make sure that we're staying relevant to the times. And when this podcast wraps, we will get your prediction for the 2021 Dallas Cowboys. So be prepared for that. But I will start Ready? with the Steelers game. Uh, you pro- I mean, I'm going to assume you watched it. <laughs> all right. I mean, oh, yeah. All right. So <laughs> your knee-jerk reaction uh, to, if you had to put it like a bow on that game, Stuff that stood out to you, stuff that kind of raised your eyebrows a little too much. Uh, just basically your takeaway from a game. I understand that it's meaningless and there's nothing, no merit to the score or anything like that. But, you know, things that really popped out at you. You know, people around the team and real fans know that these preseason games aren't meaningless. There's a lot of question marks to be answered and there's a lot of people you want to see on the field. For me, I, I said it in one of my articles, I thought Micah Parsons was as advertised. I mean, to see that kid fly around the football, he just looked like a man, you know, he just looked like a man possessed out there. And you just love that. I mean, it, it, he's going to understand it. The game's going to slow down for him a little bit. But right now, to do everything at 100% full speed, it was encouraging. I know he hadn't played in a while and he's out there like giddy. Um, I just love what I saw from Micah Parsons. Um, you know, the young corners, all you want to see is them compete right now, right? They're mm-hmm. going against the Chase Claypools, and and the Steelers have, you know, they're not slouches on the wide receivers there. So to see them kind of go against that and not back down and kind of see Kelvin Joseph and, you know, Nashawn Wright kind of do their thing, um, I was encouraged. Now, obviously, you know, this – this, you know, there's, uh, what do I want to say? There's, there's optimism there, but there's definitely some question marks still to be answered. Um I think the tackles, the backup tackles behind Tyron Lyle Collins are an issue. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will not go through another season with that shit. I'm not like that. We had turnstiles at the tackles last year. Like they were just getting blown off the ball. And yeah, as soon as Tyron and, 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 and Collins are out, it's like, uh, what's next? Yo, you know, like what is going on here? It doesn't seem like they have that swing tackle yet that, that could really fill the gap if, if and when. I say if and when, not not trying to put a damper on it, but, you know, Tyron Smith, big tree fall hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he goes right, down, absolutely. he goes down and the world shakes. You know what I mean? So, For like, sure. <laughs> he's definitely a big dude, so it's, he's susceptible to some injuries. And, you know, he ain't no spring chicken. He's, he's obviously older. So they got to get that figured out because outside of that, you noticed it right away, whether it be Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush or, or, or unfortunately, Ben DiNucci. You know, there's just a lot to be messed with. They just had no time to throw the ball. It was, you know, he was running for his life. I mean, I thought I would see a little bit more out of Ty Secchi. I mean, he single-handedly almost ruined that uh, red zone opportunity <laughs> for them, you know. So it's, you know, I honestly did expect a little bit more. I didn't, you know, a swing tackle is a swing tackle. It's valuable, but, like, you know, offensive line play in the NFL is so, it's so hard to come by to find quality. So you kind of know your backups are going to be an issue, but, like, looks like we really do have an issue on our hand there at the tackle position. Yeah, yeah, especially the tackle. I mean, look, it, it affects everybody, and last year – there's no you know there's no mistake about it obviously we had we were down Dak Prescott but if Andy Dalton had a decent offensive line where we didn't have to rotate guys in and out and and do different combinations he might have been a little bit more successful you know what I mean like he's also getting rocked around so it it was it was a rough scene rough scene but all right so the Steelers game kind of comes and goes I will ask you this and I want to know your opinion on this where is the second kicker why is Niswander kicking the ball into right field? Like, wh- what are we doing? <laughs> we have, we have obviously, uh, Greg the leg is, is banged up, right? Apparently he's hurt. Yeah. I don't even know, like, the, the timetable on him right now. But uh, you're telling me there's no, not even a kicker competition? 
I mean, it's crazy because Niswander, some a couple of his kicks look like some of my tee shots. You know what I mean? It was just, (laughs) I was just like, man. And I was like, I I don't think there's a kicker competition here anytime soon. I understand that, you know, he's the healthy leg out there, but you you, got to give somebody something. I mean, I know he's booming the ball a little bit on the kickoffs and he's, and he's punting well. So was David, so was David Bueller. No, you know what I mean? Remember him? Like, forget it. Double gloved up. Right. Go kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's tough. It's you know like hopefully Greg the leg is right. I mean when they say like yeah we anticipate him being ready for week one, well, he better be because we're, we're gonna be in trouble if he's not. Right. <laughs> I mean I'd rather have like the goat Jeff Heath kicking extra points again like he tried the one game against San Francisco. Like that this wander. I mean he drilled the first one, but it was like a knuckleball, and you're sitting here right. like okay what was that all about? And then I, I referenced this and it got a great response on Twitter. Like, it's almost as if, like, you fell asleep on the Madden joystick and you just went to the right and it just kicked the crap out of it. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Uh, yeah. So that's, listen, I'm, I'm a big advocate on, on special teams play. You know what I mean? Like, that right. needs to be solved um, and relatively quick. So we'll see. Um, so obviously the Steelers game comes and goes. You know, we lose that game. But again, are you over this Ben DiNucci project or are you an apologist for him saying like well you know he's out there with the backup offensive line or like i'm over the sidearm bullshit i'm over all of this like it's just it's not innovative he's not brett Favre. he's not patrick mahomes you know like just stop like i don't think it's necessary and i don't think there's i don't think there's room for him on this team anymore I mean, I, I, I mean, you hit the nail on the head for me, you know, at first you kind of like, oh, you give him the benefit of the doubt, let him develop, you know, it was a weird year last year for everybody. Um, but he just makes offense look tough. <laughs> you right. Know what I mean, he just made it. <laughs> it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be that you difficult. Know? And I understand that he's got the backups around him, but. I mean, there was a lot more starters in that Philly game and they made the forward pass look like a challenge. So yes. it was, you know, for me, I mean, my fellow Italian, Ben DiNucci, right. but it, it's such <laughs> a dis- disappointing thing. Like you got to hear us on Jersey boys on the blog and the boys podcast network. Yeah. Like we're such apologists for the guy. We're like, Hey, oh, relax. It's DiNucci. You'll be fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. But it's like, there's nothing to say anymore, man. There's nothing no. to say anymore. It's so bad. <laughs> The experiment is over in my eyes. Um, there's got to be somebody that can come in and be a quarterback. I mean, be a training camp arm here, a practice squad guy that can, you know, throw the ball, see over the you know, over the line. I know he's throwing his side on, but I think it's out of necessity most of the time. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that, I think that, uh, you know, the unfortunate part is that Cooper Rush is a little banged up right now. You know, and like now you have the Cardinals coming up, and I don't want to breeze over the Rams. I'm just saying, like, you have the Cardinals coming up, but. It's got to be Gilbert for like three quarters, you would think. You know what I mean? Like, and and you don't even want that because, you know, God forbid something's wrong with Dak Prescott's shoulder. You know, I don't really want to think too much into that. I'm not on that side of things where I'm just like, oh, you know, they're not telling us everything. Like, I think Dak's a gamer. He'll play. You know what I mean? I'm not worried about that, but I am worried about having a decent backup. So the only way you can do that is if you keep Gilbert upright, and you can't do that when you're throwing him in preseason game two for more than a half. I agree. I mean, he went out there and he showed that he can function within the offense, right? And, and that's all you want out of your quarterback, too. He's not going to be Dak. The offense isn't going to miss a beat with him. I mean, it's going to miss a beat. It's not going to just go in there marching like Dak's out there. But, you know, Gilbert showed capability. He showed to be able to kind of run the offense, command the huddle. Um, 
yeah, like you said, get him in there, get a couple of reps, but it's tough to think that you're going to throw out your QB2 with no backup option out there for more than, you know, like I said, like a quarter, you know what I mean, out here doing what? But you don't want to see Ben DiNucci out there because it's you want to give these tight ends and wide receivers an opportunity to get some work. You want to yeah. evaluate them, and it's tough. I was saying that the other day, and I was like, you know, if DiNucci keeps playing like this, this is going to hurt everybody else's who's on the bubble chances, you know? Like, it, let's just 100%. say you throw, out, you throw out Turner out there, right? He's like the seventh receiver on the roster right now. Now, maybe even eight, right. right? And he's out there. He's like, all right, man, it's time to make a play. And then, like, he gets in the huddle, and he looks across, and he sees Ben DiNucci. He's like, fuck. Like, right. you know he's not going to get the ball. You know what I mean? He's not going to get it there. <laughs> Give me a jet sweep. Give me the ball. Right. <laughs> right. Let's come up with some another innovative way to just to just make something happen because DiNucci ain't it. And and it's it's sad because I really like the kid, um, and too. I want him to succeed. I just – I don't, I don't, I don't see it, but whatever. <sighs> All right, so we go into the Rams joint practice. Did you get a chance to watch it live as it happened, or did you just kind of watch the highlights? You know, so I was able to I get to watch a good bit of it live. You know, the, the Cowboys Twitter is awesome. You know what I mean? So getting to whatever I was able to miss, you don't miss it for long. So I was able to kind of no, it was it was a good bit. It was a good experience, and you know, I'm loving Connor Williams out there taking no shit from Aaron Donald. I mean, I love that. So yeah, no, that was definitely. That was my highlight to see that. Um, you know, I, I posted something. I, again, Twitter is a, is a wonderful place. Like, I, I put one photo. It was actually, I, I can't take credit for having the photo. Like, it was uh, John Williams of Inside the Star. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he posts uh, an article, but the cover photo is just, it's uh, it's it's Connor Williams with, like, a just a perfect block on, on Aaron Donald, and I'm like, I can screenshot that and make that look nice, right? I posted that. I'm oh, like, yeah. nothing to see here, just Connor Williams taking out the best player in the NFL, and, you know, keep moving. Move. It's got like a 1,000 likes, and I'm like, I didn't think this was possible, but there's something to be said about Connor Williams this year because there was a lot of shit talked about him and his toughness last year. It seems like he added some size. It definitely seems like he added some strength. Uh, do you find that he's definitely going to find himself – in a situation where I guess you could say it's make or break because he's coming up too. You know what I mean? Like his his contract is looming. Uh, do you think this is make or break for Connor Williams this year? You know, I, I think it's make or break for Connor Williams with the Cowboys. Right. Because we kind of touched on a little earlier that, you know, offensive line play is at a premium right now. And and I know there's some detractors at Connor Williams, but the kid the kid can play and you know he just needed some time to develop and not everybody is going to just click in year one you mm -hmm. know it takes it takes something to get into the nfl size you know to grow into the into an nfl football player especially at a, at a demanding position like that and you know i think this is a big important year for him you know to go and get that money you know i think i think this like you say it's a bag season for him so he needs to go and find a way to uh, produce and i don't think he hurt himself last year because he ended up being the elder statement at sometimes i mean you look yeah. around the huddle and it's like, who are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've been here the longest. So right. um, I'm actually a, a fan of Connor Williams. I feel like the kid has gotten a little bit of a bad rap. I think um, he's increasingly gotten better his time here. And, you know, he's not all world. But, I mean, for a left guard, he's he's definitely somebody you plug and play. And you're kind of just like, all right, we got something here. Yeah. No, I, I listen, I love his story. You know, he came like, he came from nothing, had a had a shit situation where I feel like I think if I'm not mistaken, he was like bullied in school and stuff like that. So like he, yeah. he had himself a, a tough go at it. But then he got bigger. He probably, you know, can probably squash all those bullies now at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? And now he's playing for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that this a uh, 
It's a good spot for him. I mean, look, you're not going to learn guard play from a better guy than Zach Martin. You know what I mean? So that that room in itself, that offensive line room, those are guys, those are all your big brothers. I think that this is a great opportunity for Connor Williams this year to really take that next step if he hasn't done it already. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So I, I want to touch on something, and I you touched on it about the Steelers game. Bro, where – I mean, obviously, we know where he was last year. He wasn't even in the NFL, technically, because he opted out. But boy, oh, boy, have we found ourselves a gem in Maurice Kennedy. Man, he – you know what? It's – I feel like he was buried before he got a chance to really rise up because that kid is – you know, every practice in the preseason game, every opportunity he's made the most of it. And, you know, it kind of opened a lot of people's eyes. I know it opened mine because you know how you kind of look at your initial 53-man roster. It's like, well, they invested here in the draft. They invested here with some veterans. It's like he's he's going to take somebody's job at this point. And, and, you know, and damn well earned at this point. I mean, it seems to me and – I, and I said this uh, on previous podcasts and anybody that will pretty much hear my voice like you getting injured in the preseason that's detrimental when you get deep you know what I mean like if you got some right. corners like Maurice Kennedy and and other guys that have stepped up like even um, whatchamacallit uh Nation Wright you know like guys that weren't supposed to be getting this kind of action are getting this kind of action I said the same thing about Tristan Hill on the defensive line you know like the fact that you're hurt you are being overpassed like there's a chance you get cut because you're hurt, you know, and that's that's the casualty of this of this business. The business part of football is that, you know, nothing's promised to you. And I think that Maurice Kennedy is a perfect example for taking his opportunity and literally making plays that I, I you know, that one interception against Stafford was just he, he contorted Sick. his entire body just to make a play. And that's not even the guy he was covering. Right. Right. You know, you know that's it's, ball I mean, skills. I mean, it's, that's what the Cowboys have been missing, right? You right. want to talk about turnovers and you know people with you know around the football. That is a hell of a football play. You can't teach that. That is just skill. That is understanding. Like he's just out there making plays, and and it wasn't against Ben DiNucci. You know what no, I mean? That is correct. against Los Angeles Rams. So he's out there, you know, making the most of his opportunities. And you you know you see some of these guys sometimes. It's like you can't deny him. You you might have had him off the board at, on the fifty three, but he's making sure that you have his name written down in pen. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's a very, very good, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say 95% chance this kid not only makes the team, but you might see him on that field against Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like a lot. So it it really all depends. Um, I will see now. I don't know if you've followed my Twitter last year. Um, It's not a hate crime. It's, it's more or less like my, 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 how do I describe this without sounding like a total prick? Jalen Smith, okay. <laughs> See, I was not uh, in his. Uh, you know what? I'll just call it how it is. I wasn't in his fan club last year, okay. I was right. not in his fan club last year because of the fact that you know you had the swipes ten yards down the field. You had all these brand recognition things. And look, Jay Tuck made a good point last year, uh, last week. I had him on episode one. He said, "Bro, if there's anybody that personifies Dallas Cowboys brand over football, it's the Dallas Cowboys." You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's that's the thing. You are the brightest of the lights. So now, right. does Jalen Smith get a pass for that? Not to me, he doesn't. You know, but no. I think the Dallas Cowboys have put themselves in a position to, and I'm not saying cut Jalen Smith because I know that's not going to happen, and I know he's been playing okay, especially in the Rams game. He made a couple nice plays. I will give him props. There was a play that he busted up in the backfield. He went to swipe, and he did not. 
He held the hand out. He yeah. did that, right? He did like the the Booker T five time champion kind yeah. of deal. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, okay. I'm like, okay, mate. Are you turning a corner here? Are you are you getting away from this? Because that will make Cowboys Nation ecstatic. You know, because right. we're sick of it. You're all right. So basically, last week. Jay Tuck said, if given the right situation and him coached up, you know, with Dan Quinn and the new system, do you think there's a future here as LB1, really? I mean, I know there's different positions of uh, when it comes to linebacker, Mikes and Wills and all that stuff. But do you think there's a future here, even with contract aside, with Jalen Smith on the Dallas Cowboys? I think this year is huge for him, right? I mean, you, you look at last year and you look at what Mike Nolan did to that defense. It was, it, it's like what they say in The Godfather: they massacred my boy. Like look what they did. <laughs> the defense was a massacre last year, and he was, you know, red, right, dead center of the issue. With a lot of things going on. So you tell him, okay, let's get him into a system that he's familiar with. You bring Dan Quinn in. Now you let him go out there and, and it's not think. Just go play football. Understand what your assignment is. Make it easy for you. If he doesn't come out here and produce and have a better season than last year. How could you keep him around? Because now, it, now it's not just a one-off. It's a trend. You're looking at the way Jalen Smith plays, and, okay, it's like, yeah, look at all the potential he had at college, you know, pre-injury. Then he comes back, and it's a great story. You know, he yeah. maybe never would have been walked again, you know, and now he's playing football. But, you know, football is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. Definitely. And, it, you know, at, at the end of the day, if, if you're not producing, Micah Parsons is here. Leighton Van Esch looks like he's he's locked in for this season. There's, there's opportunities and guys that will take that job. So, for me, um, I could see Jalen Smith if this year is productive. I mean, the, the team seems to like him. Like you said, I mean, it's more of a fan issue right now than right. a team issue. Dude, and I said this a million times. I was like, I am not talking about Jalen Smith the person. He seems like a phenomenal human being. You know what I mean? Like, he right. is not not a bad guy like he's not out there no. you know like i don't know causing trouble at clubs you know that's not his mo so i'm okay with that especially you know you and i have been dallas cowboys fans long enough that that's that's a beautiful thing if you don't get in trouble and you're a dallas cowboy you know what i mean so that's yeah. that's a beautiful thing so on Quite that off season right <laughs> in that regard he's great um you know I, I just find him to be out of position a lot even in that first preseason game bro there was a there was a couple <laughs> plays on that opening drive where i'm like uh, here we go again. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, like uh, I can have an opinion, you can have an opinion, but guess what? The film don't lie. And if and if you're not, Joel, he told us to just... check the tape. <laughs> he told us yeah. that he's like, check the tape. I'm like, you sure you want us to do that, bro? Yeah. Like, because we're gonna you roast check the you. Tape? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> have you watched you play? I'm not sure. Uh, dude, it's it's it's. It'll be interesting. It'll, with that rotation sure. now and Micah Parsons coming on and, and, and Van Der Esch playing well and, and you got Keanu Neal now in the linebacker room and he's playing, he's making plays already. He's laying the wood yeah. out there even though he's not supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's definitely there's definitely room to replace him. So it's, it's definitely, right. just like we were talking about Connor Williams, we understand that Jalen has the financial security with that contract, but nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, no, not at all. Amari Cooper has a $100 million contract that he might not see the right. back end of. You don't know. Right. So we'll see. I mean, NFL money, this just seems to always be a escape hatch at some point in time, Definitely. right? So Jalen, you, you, know I mean? you, you better make most of it now because, like I said, there's always an out. Always an out. Always an out. So, all right. So the Rams practice, anything that, that we didn't cover that you think, like, steps out that, that says, like, you know, again, raises your eyebrow as a Dallas Cowboys fan and a guy who covers the team. 
for me, it was just, you know, I, like I said, I love the Connor Williams, you know, I love him just, just for me, it's like you said, sometimes fights are kind of productive, but I mean, if you're going to pick a fight, you pick a, with Connor Williams and maybe the kid who's, you know, like you said, has a history of being bullied and Aaron Donald is the bully there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's, he's the bully of the league. He ain't take no shit from him. And I mean, I just love that, you know? Yeah. And like you said, Kennedy, I mean, he's out here just making plays. It's hard to ignore. And another part for me was just kind of like, yeah, I know it's the it talk around the internet and stuff like that. People saying like, like Ramsey was ducking uh, CD Lamb. You know, I don't take real much stock into that, but I just love the idea that CD Lamb is putting, he's playing that well in training camp. He's making that much of an impact within the league. And like, man, this offense can be scary as long as four is healthy. Yeah, if four is on the field, man, there's really no answer. I mean, you got three wide receivers deep, two tight ends, maybe even three tight ends deep. Like, there's there's flashes of uh, McKeon, right? Like, there's flashes yeah. of him. Like. This this offense has the potential to be the best offense in the in the in the world, bro. You know, and, and you just you just have to stay healthy. It, it was a great scene to see CD yeah. Lamb do a ten and out, and just Ramsey completely turned around. I was like, oh baby, right. this is amazing. Yeah. I said it already. And it's not right. It's not a bold prediction anymore. But if I, I think by week four, CD Lamb is wide receiver one by default. I mean, I mean it's. He's like another one of those people, the tape don't lie. Every day there's something he does for spectacular in practice. And Mari's not out there. And you're like, okay, we're going to get Mari healthy. I don't think we're a better team without Amari Cooper by any stretch of the imagination. But C.D. Lamb is just taking his opportunity. And, you know, he's kicking down the door wide receiver one sooner rather than later at this point. Yeah, I, you would have to assume that that's, that's a thing. It's a plan. And then I guess the – I almost said the Yankees. I don't know why. <laughs> the Cowboys got their hands full um, going uh, going into next year. There's decisions to be made. You know, Michael Gallup, they already said and kind of went on record saying that they're done with the extensions until next year so everybody's kind of prove it deal now and and Gallup man you cannot sleep on this kid he's such he's got such a rapport with Dak Prescott man I feel like I think that was one of uh one of Gallup uh, one of Dak's last throws of last year was the gal where he like contorted his entire body and stayed in bounds you know it's like that rapport is there, um, and I only think it gets better. I mean, for Christ's sake, they're into the guy's backyard field playing the entire offseason. So they've yeah, definitely right. <laughs> developed something together, you know, and, and it's it's worked sure. out really well. So we'll see. As far as Gallup goes to me, like as a fan, I'm like, man, why would you shut down shop? If we can get this kid on a team-friendly deal, you know, whatever the case may be before the season, let's lock him up. Now, the, the realist in me understands, yeah, Gallup's going to go get his money, and let's, this might be the last year of the three-headed monster. So, um, you know, hopefully Fahoko can come in or, you know, somebody else can step on maybe a draft pick. But, you know, I love Gallup. You know what I mean? I've been up about Gallup since the day we took him, you know, out of Colorado State. So I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Gallup. Listen, I'm a big fan of Noah Brown. I think that he's been around for too, you know too long to not excel, along with uh, right. Cedric Wilson. There's right. definitely depth. Uh, I would love to see me. I would love to see what he's got. We haven't seen much from him yet. Uh, right. As far as, you know, it's only been one game plus the Rams scrimmage. So maybe we'll see a little bit of flash in the pan um, on, uh, on on Friday when we take on the Arizona right. Cardinals. Now, previewing the Cardinals, because I was going to talk about hard knocks. I mean, it's kind of silly to do that, considering the fact that when this airs, hard knocks will have already aired. I will ask you this, though. Are there any storylines that you anticipate? We've seen a lot of clips. They're, they're starting to surface, yeah. but it's all like. It's all hearsay. You know what I mean? Like, it's all like, right. oh, Zeke looking for his room. That's funny. And, oh, this is happening. Yeah. And then, oh, they make fun of Danucci for not wearing any wristbands. Or, you know, like, that. like right. they're making yeah. fun of it. Do you foresee, like, a story about Ben Danucci? Do you see any storylines that these guys are going to really zero in on? Because there's always, 
if you watch Hard Knocks in the past, there's always a couple guys that you focus in on that might be on right. that uh, that bubble type thing. Do you, do you find Danucci to be one of those guys? What do you think? For me, it's, you know, I, I, you see a lot of Michael Parsons and he's all over the camera. The guy loves the He's Hollywood. You know what I mean? He's no, all let's here not, Let's not hope camera. he goes down that road, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just has that, you know, he's talking to the camera, you know, in between plays and practice. And you just look, you know, he's the lion hunting, whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, and yeah. Then you, I'm really interested, you know, it's going to sound like the typical Cowboys fan, but I really want to see Dak Prescott in his natural element. I mean, you always see Dak on the podium saying what he's supposed to say, being the pillar, you know, being like a, a studious guy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to see him with his teammates. I want to see him within the locker room. Maybe he forgets the HBO cameras on him for a second. He's just him. And I'm really interested to see how he is as a guy. Yeah. No, I, I, I again, I've made it pretty public that Dak Prescott, to me, uh, just based off of his, his moxie, the way he carries himself, uh, the way he's addressed all of his, uh, uh, you know, his mental health um, issues, you know what I mean? Like, this guy... He's like a hero to me. I know it sounds silly. I'm 35, and he's you know he's young, a lot younger than me. But for me to say like, oh, this guy's my hero, it might sound silly. But when a guy can, you know, I understand that he's he's made more money now than pretty much anybody that I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say that there's there's something to be said about a guy that can still be vulnerable. So like to watch right. him in his element, it, it will be fun, and to see him interact with Zeke and, and get a rapport with his uh, his receivers. Um, just even him saying, I think there was a clip where he was just like, that boy's good. And I think it was talking about Parsons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that boy's good at football. Like that, that's going to be good to, to see that. And I, you know, I did talk to Jay Tuck last week and he was actually in Oxnard and he said that the, the, the HBO cameras weren't really up anybody's ass. So it's kind of like, right. it might be in invasive, which is good because you know, my other compadres over on the Jersey boys podcast say that this is the worst thing to ever happen to them. The fact that hard knocks is in there. I'm like, guys. Like this is just extra content. Like I'm, I'm that right. Cowboys loser that literally within the last I want to say week and a half has blown through season uh, the 2008 season of Hard Knocks online. Like I, I rewatched right. the entire thing. Why would I do that to myself, knowing I know the result of that season? Why would I continue to to, to beat my like head over like just with a bat? Just like I'm just gonna keep going. Go, Danny Amendola. Go. You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah, totally. There, I, I just like the extra content, man, and I think I'm excited about Hard Knocks. Do you feel the same way? I'm a hundred percent. It seems like to be divided. Like you said, a lot of people are like, this is awful. They don't need the distraction as a fan, as a content creator. I'm like, I eat it up. I yes. want all of this. Like, I mean, I mean, we're talking about unscripted, totally all access of our favorite football team and it's natural element as they go about for the season that we anticipate could be good. Like, I mean, there's no joke. There's no way to look at it. Um, other way around it is we think the team, this team has potential. And if this could be the year that they break through and lift the Lombardi trophy, and we got an HBO on it too. Like, I mean, we're going to remember this season for the rest of our lives. I mean, for me, I, like you said, all the content, I'll take it all. I mean, I'm all Cowboys 24 seven. So I didn't, I didn't hate it at all. I love it. I love it. Now we're looking at the Cardinals. They're coming up uh, as people listen to this throughout the week. That's the next game. It happens on Friday night on the East coast. It's 10 o'clock on the NFL network. What are you looking to see in that game? Now it's game two. Uh, we already kind of discussed what was going to go down with the quarterback. It's probably going to be Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci. Uh, Cooper Rush banged up. Not sure if he's going to go. You will not see Dak Prescott, that's for sure. Um, so what else do you want to see? Uh, not so much what will we see because we're not obviously we're not in the rooms. We're not making the depth chart. Right. So what do you want to see out of this Dallas Cowboys team heading into the second preseason game? 
Um, for me, I want to see Kelvin Joseph get tested a little bit more. You yeah. know what I mean, I felt like he was quiet. And on the shot, right, was out here, you know, making plays seemed to be a lot of positive vibe about him after the game. But I want to see Kelvin Joseph a little bit because, you know, the Cardinals got some receivers and you'll see how much they play and, you know, and see what they can provide. I want to see them get pressed a little bit and just kind of, you know, how they react to some, you know, maybe give up a first down on you know, on third down and see how does he come back? You know, how does he react to that? I like and that. another thing, I just want, you know, I want to see if the tackles can uh, – you show something, you know what I mean? Give us something like, please have it last week be a one-off, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, I'll be looking at, you know, like I said, the tackles, the corners, I'd love to see Micah Parsons in act two. I mean, let's see what he can do. Can he keep that hundred miles per hour play at all times? Cause if he does, he's going to be a problem. He's absolutely going to be a problem. I'm, I'm on the same wavelength as you. I'd love to see the secondary. I want to see more of uh of micah parsons as well uh you know obviously it's almost like you just that dak prescott stuff is in the back of your mind you just don't want to lose one of your key guys forever or at least for the season and uh so i just i do worry a little bit about the playing time of some of these guys that we know are going to be stars like a micah parsons but he's got to get his feet even more wet than he has uh so i definitely want to see him um so again I'm interested to see how long some of these guys play, uh, how many reps they're going to give everybody. Let's see what kind of plan McCarthy has for everybody. But now I got to know, before we close, I got to know, where do you see the 2021 Dallas Cowboys, if all healthy, how far can this team go in this, this season in particular? For me, just like everything we always say, it's it's about the defense, right? If this defense can be anywhere from – I said it before, anywhere from 12 to 17, you know what I mean, in the league, maybe even in the top 20 of this league. I think the offense has the firepower. I think, um, you know, it just, I th- I mean, I think nothing less, right? You got to think the division, right? We got to handle the division. You 100%. would think. That's the first step. You know, first step, take the division there. Um, it's getting the playoffs because, like you said, the playoffs are funny in the NFL. You know, just get in there, you got a shot, you know. And for me, I think the playoffs is it has to happen at this point. You know, I think Mike McCarthy's feet would be in the fire if if they missed the playoffs again. And you know, they don't have COVID really to lean on at this point in time as an excuse. They got Dan Quinn who has experience, and, and it's a system that a lot of these guys are familiar with. Um, as long as as Dak Prescott stays healthy and this offense is clicking, I think the sky's the limit. And I really, you know, not trying to be a homer and optimist about this, but like, I mean, who who's to say where this team could go? You know, what I mean, at the time, like. They, they they have endless opportunity in this in this team here this year personally. Yeah, no, I'm I'm listen same wavelength. I look at this NFC and I don't see it as loaded as a lot of people see it. I see, look, Aaron Rodgers over there in Green Bay. Yes, he's going to be a problem. He always is. You know, I was kind of hoping that he would just get dished off to like Denver or something like that just to get out of any the conference. AFC team. Right, yeah. just any. I don't care who. Just get out. But now he's now he's there. He'll be a problem. Tom Brady and the Bucks literally returning all of their starters. They'll probably be a problem. I see a little regression. I will say this, and I don't know if I have to say this on every episode to bang it over the heads of everybody out there. The Dallas Cowboys are winning opening week. They are beating the Bucks in Tampa Bay, and that is happening. I'm solely on that first. That's the first step. Dethrone the champs in one day. Then, unfortunately, you know how it goes, bro. If we right. beat the Bucks. You're going to get a lot of Cowboys fans like, oh, I've been a Cowboys fan this whole time. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're yeah, going to get right. a lot of people starting to turn the wheels of saying, like, this is it. It's our year. We then boys, all that shit. And you're going yeah. to start losing your mind because there's going to be too many, too many optimism, um, yeah. optimistic people out there. I never doubted them. Right. You know, I never doubted <laughs> yes. Every time, I'll tell you right now, every time 
the Cowboys had a close game and they win, but I, like you know, you tear your hair out the entire game. Like the first thing I'll yeah. say to my old man is like, never in doubt. <laughs> like, like, and I've been on, on the floor, like literally crying my eyes out, like something's wrong with the, like something's wrong with me in particular. Uh, but I, listen, I'm on that wavelength. I think that you know, the Green Bay and Tampa and probably the Rams, even the team that we just played uh, played around with in the scrimmage, they're going to be good. Seattle's always a contender. But then, like the up the other upper ep- echelon teams, like the NFC East, I don't think I think like the team that makes the biggest step is maybe the New York Giants. And then I'll see like Washington's defense is getting better and better, and I like them. But like, which Ryan Fitzpatrick are we gonna get? You know what I'm saying? So right. then, and, and the Eagles, bro, I, I might be on the minority on this one, but I don't see them winning more than like four or five games, bro. Like they're just right not a good you, they're not honest. a good football team. So, yeah. I mean, they're hitching their wagon. I mean, they're not hitching their wagon to Jalen Hurts. I mean, at this point, like, you talk the, about yeah, Jalen Hurts, QB. Bro, you talk about messing with a guy's psyche. Like, Jesus. Every right? third day, there's something else. Like, oh, you're the starter. You're our guy. We love you. Oh, yeah. we yeah. might trade for Deshaun Watson, but we still love you. Like, no, bro. That right, doesn't, right, that's not yeah. how it works. You're our guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nah. It's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. But look, bro, Tony. This has been fun, bro. I, I knew that you were one of the guys that responded to, to you know, when I announced that I wanted to do this podcast. I knew I wanted to have you on here for a reason. Another a fellow Paisan, you know, one of these guys hey. that, especially, dude, the beard game is is strong, listen, very strong. I appreciate that. Yeah, bro. So, I listen, <laughs> in the pandemic, I was I was Santa Claus. It was bad. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I've trimmed it up just a little bit. But, dude, I want to thank you, man. Where can people find you online? Where, where can they find your writing so they can follow you throughout the season? So you can find me on uh, Twitter at Tony underscore Catalina. I'm always writing on bloggingtheboys.com. Um, we're going to do a uh, live reaction video after the Hard Knocks tomorrow night on the Blog and the Boys channel. So you can check that out. Um, you know, oh, you're on that? On socials. Oh, yeah, I'll be on that tomorrow Sweet. night. Oh, and when this when this airs, it will be already happened. But no, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. they. I, I, you know, I'll be home. You know what I mean. So I'm not. I'm not gonna come right. to the studio and then fire everything up. So I was like, eh, I'll bounce <laughs> out of that one. <laughs> that's awesome, though, bro. So Tony, man, thank you for joining me. And of course, this has been episode two of All About the Star here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Do us a favor: subscribe, like, follow, share all that jargon that people have to say at the end of every <laughs> podcast. Support. Cowboys Nation, and we will see you guys next week.